today we're gonna to be making one of my family's all-time favorite meals, chicken salt in bocca. This is a classic Italian dish where chicken cutlets are wrapped in prosciutto and fresh sage. Now there's a lot of ways to make chicken salt in bocca, but the version that I'm gonna show you today is gluten-free, dairy-free, paleo, and even AIP friendly. Welcome to episode four of Thyroid Healthy Bites. I'm Ginny Mahar, your host and the face behind the apron at hypothyroidchef.com. Let's get started. Now I'm using some boneless, skinless, pasture-raised chicken breasts. So first we're gonna cut our chicken breasts into cutlets. So you wanna lay your breast tab on your cutting board and use a very sharp knife to cut through the center of the breast. So you'll lay the palm of your hand on top of the breast and go parallel to the cutting board with the blade of your knife. Now the goal is to end up with two even pieces, but it doesn't have to be perfect. Once you're done cutting all the chicken breasts into cutlets, you're gonna use a meat tenderizer to pound the chicken breast to about, oh, a third of an inch or so thick. This is gonna help tenderize the meat and also make it thin so that it cooks evenly. Now most meat tenderizers have a fine grid and then a more coarse grid. You definitely wanna use the fine grid here. The coarse grid will just pulverize the meat too much. After that, we're gonna season our chicken cutlets with salt and pepper on both sides. This is where it can be really handy to have a friend in the kitchen or a helper where you can season the chicken with salt and pepper and someone else can flip the chicken. That way you don't have to be running back and forth to the sink all the time to wash your hands so much. This is some fresh sage I just pulled out of my garden and it smells amazing. Sage is one of my favorite herbs to cook with, but it is like rosemary in that it's got a pretty robust flavor. And if you overdo it, it can get a little bit bitter even. So it's one of those that I recommend using somewhat sparingly. But in this dish, there's just a couple leaves on each breast and it just adds that perfect amount of herbal punch. Sage leaves can really vary in size, and these ones are kind of small to medium, so I'm gonna make sure that I have enough for at least two leaves per chicken cutlet. But if you have some really large sage leaves, you can stick to one. So yeah, just lay about two leaves per cutlet onto the chicken. I find that they stick a little better if you lay them face down and sort of press them into the cutlet. The final step in getting our chicken cutlets ready to cook is to wrap each cutlet in a slice of prosciutto. Now, If you're watching on video, you can see that I got the shorter end of the hog leg and so the person at the deli counter just sort of overlapped a bunch of slices, but this is a lot easier if you just have one long continuous slice of prosciutto. Prosciutto di Parma is one of my favorite paleo and AIP friendly flavor secrets. All it is is aged pork rubbed with sea salt and dried in the ocean breezes of Parma, Italy. Now I love and look for classic prosciutto di Parma because I know that the only ingredients are pork and salt, but there are other brands available. Just make sure you pay attention to the ingredient list. Oh, one more step, let's dredge our chicken. 
Instead of wheat flour to dust the chicken cutlets, I'm using cassava flour today. This is one of my favorite gluten-free alternative flours, and it's great for dusting things and putting that nice brown crust on them. Um, I'm using Bob's Red Mill today, also like Otto's. So we'll measure out a half cup of cassava flour and season lightly with fine sea salt and freshly cracked pepper. Give that a little stir and then dredge each chicken cutlet on both sides in your flour mixture, shaking off the excess. We just want a nice light coating here. Repeat until all your cutlets are dredged. All right, let's get our chicken cooking. I've got a heavy bottom skillet and I'm going to add two tablespoons of extra virgin olive oil and about two tablespoons of ghee. You can just use olive oil if you don't tolerate ghee or if you're on strict AIP. Now I know it's tempting to try and crowd as many pieces of chicken into the skillet as you possibly can to save time, but it's really important to work in batches here. I don't put more than about three cutlets in the skillet at a time because that helps ensure even browning of the chicken. If you overcrowd your pan, what can happen is it releases too much moisture and the chicken never really crisps and browns. Instead, it just kind of simmers in its own juice. And that's not what we're going for here. We want to put a nice crust on this. When I'm cooking, I like to use all my senses. I'm listening to the sound of the oil. I'm smelling the aroma of the chicken. And when I notice something change, it's okay to check it. Go ahead and peek on the bottom. Make sure your pan isn't too hot and you're not getting overly browned. You'll want to cook the chicken for three to four minutes per side or until it's nice and crispy and feels somewhat firm to the touch. Once it's done, remove it from your skillet and set it aside on your serving platter. You can tent this loosely with foil to keep it warm. After that, just keep cooking your chicken in batches until it's done. While that's cooking, let's get the ingredients ready for our pan sauce. Here I've got a teaspoon of cassava flour and I'm stirring it into about three tablespoons of dry white wine. Next, I'm gonna juice an entire lemon. Now I really like to use a citrus reamer because I find that you get about 50% more juice when you use that to juice your citrus fruits. Strain out the seeds and I wanna end up with about two tablespoons of lemon juice. Finally, we're going to need one cup of chicken bone broth. This is yet another reason I love to keep homemade bone broth on hand. It makes amazing pan sauces, especially when you cook it down and let it bubble until some of the moisture evaporates. It gets more body, it gets more viscous, and it creates almost like a gravy. And I think that's what my son loves about this dish so much. This is the dish that he asked for as his birthday dinner. All right, let's make our pan sauce. We're gonna add our one cup of chicken bone broth to our skillet and scrape up all the brown bits from the bottom of the pan. Now those brown bits are what's called fond and they give a lot of flavor to things like pan sauce. Mine got a little bit on the dark side because I was distracted with filming. I wouldn't wanna go much darker than that because you wanna avoid bitter flavors, but a nice brown crust on the bottom of the pan is gonna make a, an amazing, delicious sauce. Now remember our white wine and cassava flour mixture? We'll pour that into the skillet, let it bubble and mix together. 
That makes it nice and thick. And finally, we'll add our fresh lemon juice for brightness and acidity. Give that a stir, let it bubble a bit, and most importantly, give it a taste. We can adjust the seasoning with salt, pepper, or even more lemon juice as needed. Mmm, that tastes just right. All right, our chicken's all done. We've been keeping it warm under a sheet of tin foil, and all we have left to do is spoon the sauce over and serve it up. Mmm, this looks so delicious. Some of my favorite things to serve this with are mashed winter squash or zucchini pepperdelli with mushrooms. I'll share recipes for those in the show notes. So there you have it. Gluten-free, dairy-free, paleo, and even AIP-friendly chicken salt and mocha. Find the printable recipe link in the show notes. Thanks so much for cooking with me today and for joining me for another episode of Thyroid Healthy Bites. This has been a production of Hypothyroid Chef. If you've enjoyed the show, please don't forget to like, subscribe, or leave a review. See you next time.